and welcome to our community segment. I'm Anthony Smith here with the one and only Thomas Watson, host of Loaded and Rolling and so much more. Thomas, thanks for joining us today. Always a pleasure to be on. A lot of stuff to talk about. Obviously, yellow still dominates the discourse, of course, but look at that pun right there. I'm going to talk a little bit about fuel and a recent interview on a diesel technician shortage. Two things that are simmering under the surface, but you definitely want to pay attention to them. That's right. So let's get into that first one, of course, with the DOE. What's going on with that one? What are we seeing with fuel? Oh, check it out. I'm not as cool as John Kingston. So shout out to John Kingston and his excellent reporting. But looking at it downstream, looking at the impacts, of course, one of the big things to take into account was for the past two weeks, fuel, the average price, the DOE EIA price, they used to call gas stations and say, hey, how much does it cost? They did that a few thousand times. Now it's electronically, of course. It rose two weeks ago. 9.9-ish cents, and this week, 22.2 cents. Now, why is this important? Well, usually, things that make fuel rise typically include natural disasters, hurricanes, acts of God, warfare, uh, bombings, other things. But what caused it this time, it turns out, was that the underlying price, crude, those of you who don't know, barrel of crude makes diesel as well as your oil and other distillates, it kept going up. Everyone suddenly figured it out. Talk about a whipsaw effect. Also, maintenance and factories are typically shut down in the summer for, you know, making sure you don't really clean them out. I and mean, I hate the guy to have the uh, scrubby brush on that one, you know. And then finally, Chinese demand is stronger. They're finally coming out of their hibernation, their self-imposed exile. And there's a little bit in terms of signs of life. Just don't look at their youth unemployment rate and you should be fine. Professional children all around, from what I hear, Thomas. So that one is definitely an interesting one. I feel like we can even do a deep dive on that one at another time. But when we're looking at the other aspect, OPEC plus cutting production, what are we seeing from that? Oh, good old Saudi Arabia. I mean, I have to give them props. You know, if you ever want to push somebody to use an alternative fuel source, being a butthole about it is a great way. Good job, OPEC. Please continue to make sure that the price of crude hovers between $85 and $100 a barrel. You are basically subsidizing and incentivizing, uh, you know, folks to come up with more battery electric technology. Lost uh, in May, 1 million barrels per day. Not looking good. Russia's being able to step in, of course, with their oil production. And the situation is that as we are, you know, seeing less in the market, we are seeing more demand. So, for, for drivers, here's the important part. Well, crap, it's a little more expensive. But those of you who are still around should be able to weather the storm. Because if you were able to make it when prices were even higher about six months ago, hopefully, in spite of the uh, you know spot market rate degradations and other challenges, uh, hopefully you're not fully, you know, if you're fully uh, doing spot market transactions, uh, let's just hope you're based out of Chicago and have been doing this for 15 years. That's exactly right. And especially with the earlier points of talking about what type of season this is, the variables. A hurricane can definitely take off even domestic production that can even slow the, I'm sorry, slow supply even more. When we're looking at current situations, this is definitely something that we're going to have to keep our eye on. But when we're looking at your show, Loaded and Rolling, what are going to be some of the upcoming topics or themes or guests that we're going to be looking for? Definitely. Tuesday earlier this week, talked to Jim Rice with Uptake. Wonderful people over there. Uptake is a analytics platform. They do the technology, predictive analytic tech. Uh, it was every 1 p.m. on Tuesday. You can check it out, of course. I love the little gif in the background. We got some shout out to our folks there in creative. But 
So what we talked about was a diesel technician shortage. This has been ongoing. It wouldn't just magically appear out of nowhere, but one of the challenges is is twofold. Older folks who worked on the engines are retiring. Go figure, people get old, they retire. New other challenges, these are no longer the analog systems where you can take them apart in your garage and figure out the internal combustion engine. These are complicated cybernetic style cyborg engines, I'm gonna call it, because they have thousands of sensors. They have different types of arrays, you know, the uh, in terms of not only ECM and everything else that goes into these engines, but they're more complicated. You can't just figure out by tinkering around with it. You have to plug it in. What's the fault code? What's the reading? Do you have the handheld computer code anyway? Buy one on uh, Amazon for like 50 bucks and it'll save you a lot of money. You just plug it into your, uh, your bus there and it'll tell you everything. Uh, mechanics don't want you to know that, but that's the challenge. And so how do you train the next generation of, of workers? And also uh, when we talk to Jim about it, trades. Here's the other problem. Uh, younger generations like Gen uh, Z, I'm a millennial, so they don't want to do it either, are not going into trades at the extent that they need to. So it depends on who you ask. Is it good or bad? Well, it's bad if you're trying to get your truck repaired because most of the places are understaffed right now in terms of shops. But it's good for those in the trades because you're an economist. We should start to see wages go up. I'm just waiting because so far what we haven't seen is I would love to see Gen Z, uh, the Zoomers, decide to start doing TikToks uh, in a maintenance bay. You know, there's we're, we're looking at this opportunity. Everyone wants to be an influencer. You ask kids in uh, elementary school nowadays what they want to be, 40% of them want to become influencers. Well, I'm waiting for like the person who's going to turn into a, a grease monkey influencer <laughs> and say, hey, everybody, it's uh, Greasy Tom here. We're going to look at this front bus adapter fault code 251Q4R. I'm going to pull out my Python script and we're going to figure it out. Like and subscribe for more. That's the future we need. Right now, we're not there. And uh, especially to show how far we're not there, talking with Jim, they're still working on the training stuff. So we're about five, 10 years behind, but we'll get there. I'm waiting for Gen Z ingenuity and desire for attention to save us all. I think that's a great point, especially when looking at the advancements in AI, hopefully that can make the learning curve a little bit more easier. But when looking at, of course, college and student loans, that's not getting any cheaper. Not at all. Uh, talk about, I mean, you know, you get in a situation where you set up a system where you sell everybody idea that you need a degree and then they all go and they don't get a functional. I'm a poli-sci major, so I can talk about this, okay? I, I took it because I thought it was easy and I thought I was going to be in the Army. So, you know, go figure. Should have taken a STEM degree. But this is the challenge because there's an opportunity for folks who are not necessarily going to want to get these degrees. And we need to do, especially setting up a system where we reward folks for taking trades. You can look at it on Twitter, HVAC specialists, plumbers, electricians. These are the people who keep things running. And one of the biggest challenges that we have to overcome right now is we've stigmatized these roles. Just like the truck driver, full circle folks, just hang in there with me. You know, looking for in terms of prestige and the role. So there's a great opportunity there, especially in the diesel tech. And the reason we want to have this is because the predictive analytics is getting really good. The AI machine learning is great at figuring out when it breaks. It can actually uh, the irony is I will know when my truck is healthier than my own self. It's actually much better at predicting when the truck's going to break than what my healthcare is going to do. So uh, I guess I should have been born as a truck because I, you know, I could figure out what we're talking about. The technology is able to predict within miles, how many hundreds of miles. If this part breaks, there's a statistical likelihood that the next part will break. And if it cascades in a certain predetermined direction, uh, it's going to turn into a fancy paperweight. So that's that's where we're at. We have this capability. We just don't have the logistics and the back end and the training 
for folks to fully take advantage of it. And that's the crux of the conversation here with five seconds left is we have some catching up to do. Definitely, I think a great call out. Definitely a shortage of the trades across the board. Thomas, real quick, when can people catch your next episode? Check it out every Tuesdays, 1 p.m. Eastern here on uh, FreightWaves YouTube, Apple, Spotify, and I have a newsletter. Uh, subscribe to it, FreightWaves.com slash loaded and rolling comes out at 2 p.m. Eastern today. Check it out. Awesome, Tom. Looking forward to that newsletter right now. We're going to take a short break, but we'll be right back with more FreightWaves now. Mm-hmm.